What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome back to another episode of the What the Fanboy Show. Uh, we had a, a little hiatus last week. Um, if you're watching, you can see behind me. I have my crutches here. I had ankle surgery, so I uh, let's go like on Monday, and I was still like, well, maybe we could do the episode. Me and Tyler were like, oh, no, you're drugged up. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's kind of been my week was figuring out what it was like to, you know, not be able to move around a whole lot. Tyler gave me a nice preview and some tips from his uh, Achilles stuff this last year, but... Uh, Actually, this month will be a year since I entered it. That's right. That's Let's right. But, uh, but, yeah, uh, my surgery went well, and my recovery is going well, so I am grateful for that. Uh, but we are back. We're here to talk about. We don't have. We didn't all rush out to go see Five Nights at Freddy's or anything new this week. But we have some Alan Wake impressions, and I have what we're what, what, what I am dubbing as uh, review roulette. Will Spider Man fit there too? Spider Man Two. Sure. So I beat that this week. Absolutely. Anything that we we played, we watched, that we beat, that we're ready to review. Um, we'll just do some real, a, a real quick series of reviews. Love it. Um, we won't go into too much depth. We got to stretch for those. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, how similar is this to Russian roulette, though? Well, it's like a new story happens, and it turns out it wasn't, wasn't a blank. You'll <laughs> 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 just have to listen and find out, I guess. Interesting show ahead. Interesting <laughs> show yeah, ahead, indeed. That's right, you did go see Five I did Nights see that. Fridays. I did. So, uh, before we get into that, though, we need to talk about some trailers. Luke over there is our master of the trailers. What do um, you have down this week, Luke, for, for new trailers I, dropped? As I bring up my notes, the one that's actually on the top of my mind right now, and I want to get out, just get it out of the way, was the one that me and Brett watched <laughs> right before show. It's called Lyft. It's a Kevin Hart heist Netflix movie, and it looks horrible. Looks oh, I like didn't watch that one. I skipped over it when I was... Looks like a bad Netflix movie. I didn't know about it, and Brett was just like, oh, here's a trailer. I was stumbling <laughs> through YouTube like, all right, what new trailers came out this week? And I was like, moving, moving, moving. Saw the, the lift or whatever, and I was like, moving. Like, I didn't even <laughs> stop to watch it. it like, oh, a Netflix movie? Netflix movie, Kevin Hart? Man, eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It looks... Look, I don't have a ton of time to watch, like, watch movies at home right now. That's not one that's going to shoot up my list, so... Listen, I hope it's great, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, I never, like, root for a movie to be bad. No. But, yeah, I mean... I mean, some you got to do, is... but in the best way, like, I yeah. can't, I, I haven't seen The Meg 2 yet. I hope it's atrocious, man. I hope it's atrocious in the best way possible. That's true. It's on there HBO is. Max. You it can is. watch it. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. I don't actually have HBO Max. I do. Come on over, baby. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go. Oh, I probably have to come get you. You'll have to come pick me up, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, hit us with some trailers. Uh, the first one on my list is Maestro. Uh, yes. This is the Bradley Cooper directed and acted written? I don't know who It's based it. off of a book, I thought. Book, I yeah. think. I mean, he may have adapted yeah. the screenplay, I'm not sure. But uh, he's a composer, and... I'm in. I think this looks he fantastic. Did help write it. It's getting all sorts of buzz from the um, festivals. From the festivals, yeah. and I agree. I think that this is definitely. It looks like a, uh, 
mid to mid late career you know film where an actor really has figured his shit out right like he's cooper now knows what he's doing he knows how to do it and he's got that experience under his belt he's putting that that into a passion project like this and uh looks great yeah big thumbs up i don't really think i need to add to it um i do like bradley cooper in more serious roles it's it's a lot of fun to watch him work so looking forward to this one thumbs up for me as well yep thumbs uh next one i got is kingdom of the planet of the apes i didn't enunciate that great so i'm gonna do it again kingdom of the planet of the apes I feel like I was slurring a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a little. So this one is a continuation of yeah. the previous trilogy, right? Yeah. One of the best trilogies in the last decade. Yes, yeah. easily. <laughs> um, I'm going to thumbs up this just because it's part of that. Um, I also think this trailer is interesting. I, I think there's some interesting stuff happening, and I yeah. have a lot of questions. Yeah, I so, think it looks awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it looks more of what I already love. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> Give it to me. I, I was going to say, like, yeah, it does. It feels like the other apes movies um i think the thing that stood out to me was just how well and like the apes were enunciating like talking like, yeah talking uh it, it, it was a little bit of that um uh oh what's the thing that they say when uh phonics no <clears throat> And like with CGI and when someone looks like a human, Uncanny Valley, mm. there's a little oh. bit of like a vocal <laughs> Uncanny Valley there. Yeah. Where it's like, I just feel like an ape's voice, no matter how evolved they were, would still feel different yeah. than a human's to some degree. But other than that, like that was my kind of one nitpick with the trailer was like, oh, that almost sound too good. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's. The, the what interests me the most is just the kind of the diversity of the like ape clans and groups. Yeah, it looks I like think we're gonna see some different cultures. Like I think that's cool. Probably some clashing. Of and then those. just like seeing the humans in this trailer, they're like it's almost like humans have just gone backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I'm so curious how that fits um, within the narrative. So I'm looking forward to this, man. Thumbs up for me. Give me more Planet of the Apes movies. Okay. Love it. Wes Ball? Did he do? Look, he did some horror thing. Maze Runner movies. Okay. The first Maze Runner is good. I have not seen the others. I've never seen it. They're never on a streamer. Only the first ones. <laughs> um, but cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I didn't really need a whole lot of convincing though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I saw we we had the thing. It was like trailer tomorrow, and I was like, "What?" It's like I knew that was happening, but I kind of forgot. Yeah. Say you have to read it to me. Oh, JT has some has some comments in the chat real quick. He said his first order of business with uh, Russian roulette is uh, who gets to punch Brett in the foot. I think <laughs> so. Um, instead of. Yeah. It's gonna be real fun oh, if it's yourself. <laughs> instead of instead of using weaponry, yeah, it's, yeah. we get to punch my foot. Punch my foot. Uh, comedy, and this is in response to Maestro. Comedy actors seem to make the best drama, drama thrillers. thrillers. I think they tend to do really well in that space. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then he went uh, word vomit and said, "Ignore that." Sorry. <laughs> Something about Planet of the Apes. But... 
Ignore it. We're ignoring yeah. it, JT. We're ignoring it. So. At your request, we will. I actually have some stuff to talk about later that JT and I did this weekend, too. Ooh, Looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, next trailer I got is The Fall Guy. Oh, uh, yeah. This is stars uh, Ryan the Goose Gosling. Everybody's honestly favorite, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, Emily Blunt. And is directed by David Leach. Dude, this trailer was effing long. Yeah. It's like three and a half minutes long. So, like, in the first 30 seconds, and it was like, oh, I'm a stunt guy, and she's a director, and we fell out of love or whatever. I was like, okay, I've seen this before. Yeah. And then it popped up, directed by David Leach, and it just, the trailer kept going with all these action stunts, and I was just like, this, this looks awesome. <laughs> I, I hope it's really good. Um, I think it'll at least be really fun and cool looking. Oh, he's the bullet say, train guy. Those two, yeah. And uh, John Wick. Yeah. Yep. And Tonic Blonde and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, we don't talk about we Hobbs don't and talk Shaw. About that. <laughs> hey, the stunts in that movie were pretty cool. Um, no, I, I think <laughs> that... Fast and Furious stunts. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that the, the chemistry between all of these people, right? Like, we have someone who's really good at making action movies um, or at least in, like, can make an interesting action movie. We have comedy. We have um, we have Ryan Gosling, the most underappreciated comedic actor. Absolutely, working today. but but also like he can do he can do serious work mm-hmm. too. And, and same with Emily. Like I don't think her comedy is quite as good, but <laughs> she is a she's a fantastic actress. So mm-hmm. all of those ingredients um, could make something really fun. And let's yeah. be honest, this could be the worst looking movie ever, and I'd probably still watch it. Yeah, I think it looks like a fun time. Like I watched the trailer with Dana, and she was even kind of like, "Oh, like inter- like kind of making comments on it." Yeah. And usually, if she's not interested in something, she'll just look away. But like she watched this, it. And was... Look at this poster. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'll try and. It's the like, one where he's like riding the camera. <laughs> it's, it's a Mad Max furry road yeah. poster, except it's Ryan Gosling on a crane. JT in the chat said. Why wasn't the stunt guy Ryan Reynolds? He could have been Fall Guy and the Fall Guy. <laughs> I'll take Gosling any day of the week, but that would have been pretty funny if they casted him. Yeah, I'd take in... Ryan Gosling 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. um, what else do I have? Oh, uh, moving into some TV shows. Unless somebody else has some movies. I have one movie. Lay it on me. Manodrome. You guys seen this trailer? I did not see this trailer. Jesse Eisenberg and Adrian Brody. Uh, looks weird. Looks interesting. Jesse Eisenberg. These are two names that interest me. Eisenberg so. is like jacked with earrings oh. and red hair. Um, honestly, I watched the trailer and I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but it's he's kind of like joining this family or this fraternity type thing. Not like a college fraternity, but this fraternity, and they kind of get into some weird shenanigans. Um, the color palette on this one is super weird looking. So I imagine it's going to get real wild. Um, but I would recommend checking out the trailer. I can't really... I'm not going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, but I'm interested. Cool. It comes out in like a week and a half. So I'm kind of surprised we're just getting trailers for it. I'm guessing there's not a whole lot riding on it. But hmm. um, looks interesting for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now I'm good for TV. TV show I have is Echo. The Marvel... Oh, what did they... They gave it a new name. Special Illuminations or Special Projects or something. It's pretty much, hey, 
you don't need to see anything else to understand oh, yeah. the show. They've said it's like the first thing yeah. that you don't have to watch anything else to understand. Yeah. It's it. the first of that, and it's also the first TVMA yeah. Marvel thing. Yeah. Uh, I think this looks awesome. I think it looks cool too. Just when they take me out with Secret Invasion. <laughs> and apparently Loki is super good, but I've just been ignoring it because Secret Invasion was so bad. They bring me back in with this trailer. Man, yeah. I was. I think it looks good. Yeah, um, I think it looks great. It looks better than anything else they've put out. It's smaller. It looks like Daredevil. I um, have. I'm, <laughs> I'm really curious how the reaction to this is going to change whatever the next season of Daredevil is going to be again. They're right? Gonna, because they're going to fire the writers again. news about how like it was too violent and too. Like, they couldn't agree on... I don't think like, it was the violence. I think it was... There wasn't enough action. Yeah. They said he, it's like, a legal drama. A until, like, That's five right. or six That's episodes right. in or something like that. I, I Well, listen. If it if it influences it in a good way of getting it closer to what it Netflix just, Daredevil was, I'm okay with it. I was going to say, it, it seems like they had the recipe right with yeah. Netflix. Like... Why change it? Why reinvent the wheel? Like, I... I get that you want to do something a little different. I bet you they they would tell you the wheel is a bit overrated. Oh. I bet that would be their response. <laughs> I do think it's cool too. You know, you see Daredevil in this trailer for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Netflix suit, it looks like. Yeah, back in the red. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pumped for this. Yeah. I'm very interested. And it all Comes drops in January. Yeah, it all drops on at once. The whole series. I think it's it. like five or six episodes. Fine by me. Netflix I'm game. Style. Yeah, the Hulu Disney Plus thing. I'm glad that still exists. Because otherwise, I don't think we get this show. Mm. <laughs> What's next? Uh, this one is kind of just for me and my fellow Anglophiles. Uh, Crown Season 6. <laughs> that trailer. I am Dana ready. Will watch that. I'm ready to cry. Uh, part 1 comes out on November 16th. And then Part 2 on December 14th. Uh, very, very excited for this. It's the final season. Yep. That show is so good. It's a booyah, and I just want everybody to give it a chance. Dana uh, loves it. It's, I don't, I just, it's not a show I really expect to love as much as I do. As you have, yeah. 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 Like, it, it's a show to be like, oh yeah, that's good. It's great acting. But then here you are, like, anticipating really Yeah, I'm just like, let's go. Crown, <laughs> Crown final season. It's, it's I should take done. off work. It's done. Release it. <laughs> um, next trailer I have is Shogun. Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I um, saw this about forty times during football and basketball this past week. Yeah, I was like, I should go watch that full trailer because that yeah. looks really cool. And yeah, yeah, it looks good. It looks awesome. I was like watching it, and like, there's the early shot in the trailer where it's like just some white dude, and I was like, oh boy like what is this but then like as the trailer plays out you're like oh, okay like, i kind of see what we're going for here mm-hmm. um yeah i'm excited about this like i'm not usually one for like fx shows i don't that just isn't usually my you know my go-to <laughs> but like i watched this trailer and i was like mm-hmm. yeah i'll check this out yeah this looks you good give those fx shows i know some of them are good from from what i've heard i just don't always i don't know for whatever reason i don't always give them a shot mm-hmm. yeah but, sure. That's the I last trailer I have. Um, I have a game trailer. Oh, okay. Um, 
What you got? Remnant 2. Oh, yeah. You the Awakened this. King. Yeah. I did not watch it. <laughs> yeah. It, it honestly, the trailer wasn't that wild. It kind of showed the places and then it showed, I, I'm guessing, the like new what bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm probably the new uh, class that you can play as. Um, Remnant 2 is awesome. It's probably going to end up top three in the year for me, depending on how where Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 just end up on my list. But I can't wait for that DLC. I didn't know that was coming out this year. Yeah, you, you sent it to us and you're like, well, my... Uh, my schedule just got effed. <laughs> <laughs> my gaming schedule was just rearranged. It's coming out this month, isn't it? Yeah. Like, in like two next weeks week. or something like that? I think it's like the 14th or yeah. something. Oh my god! quick turnaround. Yeah, that would be like next Tuesday. That would make sense. Yeah, that game That game is incredible. Um, I look forward to playing it at some point because yeah. I do think it looks awesome. And like I'll, I'll play it with you because yeah. it's got multiplayer. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. yeah if, no. if you want. You no, for sure. What am I looking um, at? Yeah, uh, real quick over in the chat, Luke uh, or Baroque says, I look forward to anything with Hiroki Sandana. Yeah. Uh, who is, the, I believe, the lead in the Shogun series. Um, and when he plays a samurai, I get straight up excited. Scorpion? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Sonata. He is uh, he's awesome. I just think of him as Scorpion every yeah. time I see him. He's the guy in Bullet Train, too. Yes, yeah. he is. Let's see how many times we can reference Bullet Train. He's in Army of the Dead as well, I think. We don't care Oh, about yeah. That. yeah. He's why, like the... why would we need to bring Army of the Dead up? <laughs> Well, that's going to be in a news story later. It doesn't so. have to be. Does, we oh, don't have to no. talk about it. I think we're definitely writing that down now. Oh, as my a, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to ruin your cinematic universe. <laughs> Create one. <laughs> Connect it to one that has no business being in another one. This is like Walmart being in a cinematic universe. With, with Target? No, with like... Intros to bank. Oh. <laughs> like they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, Luke, any other trailers? Was the, la- the last one? That was my last one. All right. I'm um, out of trailers as well. You have, you, you're all out of trailers? Yeah, I'm out of trailers. All right, well, <clears throat> I don't have any more. You guys listed everything I had seen. We listed some every that trailer I in existence. had not, so <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I guarantee Netflix probably has four other terrible... Movies oh, that are sure. not marketed towards us at all out for there. For sure. Um, the family plan. <laughs> we are going to now move into our review roulette. We'll talk about a couple things. Um, so typically we save some of these things for our kind of weekly update. Um, but we're just going to go through them here real quick. If there are things that are not going to be reviews... Um, we'll save those. We, we can for the save weekly. those for the weekly update. But if if you've watched something, if you played something, um, we'll talk about that real quick. I'm curious, just because JT brought it up in the chat, did either of you watch Invin- the first episode of Invincible season two? I did. I did not. You want to give me a quick impression of it? Because I totally forgot that it was even coming out this <laughs> uh, last week. It was great. Good. I don't. As I don't ex- really. I expected. don't think I really need to say any more than that. Like it, it was great. Nice. Okay. As we would expect it and hope it to be. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, Perhaps we should just go down the line. I have like the most. Yeah, you have a ton of stuff. You want me to knock out Spider-Man real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do. Let's do that. 
So I will give some spoiler-free, uh, my spoiler-free review of Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 5. Um, beat it uh, Friday night. It was a good time. I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, you know, I kind of wrote down a little impression thing. More Spider-Man, more villains, and good quality of life updates. Spider-Man 2 is a good continuation of what they started with Spider-Man 1. Um, give it a fanboy worthy. I think uh, if you like the first one, you like the second one. It's kind of more of that. Um, some pros and cons here. Just general pros. Uh, I do think the story is good. I think um, their use of Craven and Venom and some other villains is pretty awesome. Really liked what they did there. Um, I think kind of seeing where Peter and Miles end up is really fun. Um, especially because their journeys are so different in this. But they're also so um, interconnected in, in a good way. Um, and, I, and I really like kind of the development that they... The development of Miles through this game is really good. And it makes sense considering the news story they gave out this week that Miles would be the Spider-Man moving forward. Um, in the Insomniac games. Um, I'm glad they get him to where he is mentally mm. at the end of this game. Um, another pro, controls and movement. I think they've added some, you know, Iron Spider stuff. The things with the, the Venom powers that you saw in some of the gameplay trailers for this. Uh, they made it pretty intuitive. It's pretty easy to use. Um, you know, it's just L1 button. And then for your spider gadgets, it's R1 button. Like, it's it's super simple. Um, but it feels good when you're doing it. It doesn't feel herky-jerky or anything like that. Um, suit designs are awesome. There's some really cool ones. There's some really bad ones as well. Uh, a lot of returning suits from the previous game. But all in all, I love the idea of like the design system. So you can unlock different colorways of the suits, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and allows you just even more freedom to make your character look how you want them to look. Um, and then the last big pro for me is set pieces. Um, I think there's some pretty cool set pieces in this game. The one they showed, I think it was uh, like a the, state of play where you're like... The, under the bridge. Yeah, and you're fighting... Um, lizard. The lizard and Craven's folks are out there, and you're like kind of swinging, and you're switching between both Spider-Men. Like, that one's really fun and noticeable. There's some others, too. Um, and for spoiler purposes, I won't get into those. Um, but if you're watching this or listening to this and you want to talk about those, please me a message because i'm going to say some things in my con section that you'll probably be upset about um cons boss fights i think the boss fights are fine um but by the end of it it's very much just uh dodge punch 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 parry dodge punch 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 parry and it kind of just is that on repeat they've added multiple health bars to bosses now so like you have your health bar and then you have like two little dots and you have to take down a health bar Cutscene, oh. take down a health bar, cutscene. Yeah. And the mechanics change a little bit, not a whole lot. So it's pretty much just a 10 minute like loop of hitting the same buttons over and over again. And it's kind of frustrating. Got um, some bruises on your thumbs. No. But, but you do kind of get tired of doing it. Like there were moments where I would just pause and just like pause the game, be like, okay, I just need to take a second because I'm getting really bored. Mm. Um, I just, I, you know. Quick time events get a lot of crap, but I would have loved some breaks from the fight with some quick time events or some like little variations within the fights that made them unique. Um, but they all ultimately, at the end of the day, start to feel the same. And here's where I think my, my next con, I think, is where it could upset some people. It's a con 
because of what it is, but not in its execution. Like I'm okay with the decision to do this, but at the same time, it's like really didn't try. And this game is just an Arkham City rehash. It's the same game. Really? It's it's Arkham City. So Arkham City is one of the best video games you can play, right? Like So you're You're poisoned and by like Venom. Green Goblin or something and by Venom. Venom oh, takes yeah. over okay. you. Um no, so slight spoilers this is at the very beginning of the game. Scorpion hits you with his tail and you start hallucinating like Scarecrow. And like you're freaking out and you're seeing all these old memories. And then later in the game, something else happens and you're pulled into like this different universe and it looks like buildings are collapsing and things are moving like what Scarecrow would do. So those Arkham are, Knight? They do that in City as well. Remember, it's has like the little square puzzle that you have to like run around, like and dodge the light. Stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. So it's yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's very much some Arkham City DNA, and these games have uh, like they're not trying to tell you they're not Arkham games. They're Arkham games just with Spider Man. Like that's what they are, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But at the same time, it's I would have really liked to see them kind of build on that, not just do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it being more of what the first game is is also a pro in that you know they didn't try to fix what wasn't broken. They gave us a good story in a, in a bigger New York. Um, side content's greatly refreshed. A lot of fun. Nice. I, I think they did a good job. It's a fanboy worthy. I don't want it to, like, I don't want to make it sound negative. This isn't like a bad review for the game. I think it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Um, the freedom to move between Spider-Man is great. Oh, I also tested out fast travel one time. I've done it once. Fine. It's cool. It's a cool tech thing, but I don't really care to do it because I just like swinging, swinging through the, the city. Yeah. The, yeah, when the movement in a game where you're is that fun. Yeah, in a game where you're you know swinging as Spider Man, why would I want to fast travel? That's just I think the only time I fast traveled in the first one was when I like beat in the game and I was like, all right, let's go get all these backpacks. little collectibles and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I think I did it just to see how it worked. It's like I don't know. I was like, yeah, well, let's but yeah, just do even it. for like a cinematic experience in a game. Like Spider Man movie would fast travel. It's like I gotta get yeah, I there. Gotta, I gotta <laughs> it adds like an intensity and yeah. anticipation to it. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, I do like the new side content. The side stories you can engage with are pretty good. Um, yeah, all in all, good experience. Um, problem is, is I had Alan Wake two looking at me, and uh, I do intend to go back and do engage with more of the side content. There's some pretty cool little side stories, like the stuff with Sandman. I think is super interesting. Um, that Mr. I'd really Sandman, like to explore. Um, bring me a dream. So Spider Man two fanboy worthy. Gonna move into my movie review real quick. Yeah. Just so you can get onto yours. No, you're good. Um, I went and saw the weekend before this past weekend. Before timestamp and something with Halloween. no date. Um, <laughs> I went and saw Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, you know, the money making machine that is that movie. Um, I'm going to give it a straight to streaming. Uh, it's not a dumpster fire by any means. Couple, Just a couple quick things. Uh, Josh Hutcherson tries his darndest to carry <laughs> this movie, man. And I think he does a really good job. Like, I think he's good in this movie. And you don't like him. No. I don't. You don't like PETA. I don't like PETA. I think that's terrible. I, always, I get that confused. Every time, yeah. Um, I feed Peter. I think he. I think he. 
really tries to bring this, carry this movie to something it's not. Um, like, and, and I don't know what to take from that. Um, but he, he does a good job. It's a movie about stuff that kills people, like animatronics that kill people, and like you don't get to see it really kill anything or them kill anything, I guess. Be their thing, baby. Um, <laughs> you get to see one kill, but it's a shadow. Like you just see it on a wall with a shadow being cast onto a wall. Fine, whatever. Um, the kid actor is not horrible. None of the kid actors aren't horrible, I guess. But it's a Blumhouse movie, so there's like few people who speak. There's few locations. It's very much a Blumhouse movie. Um, the it's just not, say it, man. It's not made for me, right? Like I, sure. I think that's what's important to yeah, for yeah. me to remember. Like I was sitting in that theater, and like I was standing. So going back, I was standing in the lobby waiting to get some snacks, and I'm just kind of looking around. I'm like, man, movie theater's kind of popping tonight. This is nice. Wonder what they're going to see. And I kind of started looking around. I'm like, these are all high schoolers. They're probably going to the same movie I'm going to. Um, and I get in my theater. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many high schoolers. And I'm here to tell you, it was one of the best theater experiences I've had. Nice. Um, none of them pulled their phones out. People were speaking during the movie, but they were talking very quietly. And it was when they'd see an Easter egg, they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. whisper to each other. And I was like, oh, oh that's that really so cool. cool. And, like, there's some YouTuber cameos in it, and people got really excited about that and clapped and celebrated. Um, and honestly, you know, like, I think for us, as we get older, it's important to remember how we felt when a piece of media we really loved got turned into a feature film. Yeah. And the excitement that brought us. And, like, getting to see it in, you know, a younger generation, seeing these kids be happy and cheering and getting something that they love was just kind of refreshing. It was like, you know, this movie isn't for me, and mm -hmm. I don't really like this movie. But like seeing younger kids be happy about something, it was a cool experience. That's awesome. They cheered at the end of the movie. They were clapping. Yeah. I was like, yeah, good for you guys. Like, but I will say for me, it was like watching a Marvel movie without ever having seen any other Marvel movie because there's like or cameos. Even hearing, maybe you heard about Marvel comics yeah. before. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I there was cameos and people would freak out and there was characters and they're like, oh, la, la, la. I will say like. Younger kids are kind of like slow to pick up on things in movies though, because there's like there's like a big reveal at the end, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty well telegraphed throughout the whole movie, and everybody's like, oh, and I was like, no way, you guys didn't believe it? what? Like, Haven't they played the game? Shouldn't they know? I think it was a character made for the movie, but like it was pretty well telegraphed. Like, who's the this character shows up and doesn't tell you anything and withholds information for no reason at all, and it's like. Is it oh, the I wonder who, Yeah. You're like, oh, see, like, you don't even have to see <laughs> I it. Don't even... You're like, that's what I mean. And, like, people were so shocked by it. They're like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, this is whatever. Oh, there... I've seen a movie before. <laughs> there is an interesting kind of B plot in this movie that I think they kind of gloss over with Josh Hutcherson's little brothers. Little brother had been kidnapped when they were kids. Mm. Um, and he never found him. And he, like, he's trying to use lucid dreaming to get back to that day in his life so he can oh, interesting. so he can like see that and try to like pick up on this is what the guy looked like that kidnapped my brother and i'm like man this is a really interesting just needs to go into his alan wait to mind plot, plot. right <laughs> um so there is like an interesting b plot in the movie i think that could have been expanded upon they kind of just wrap it up in like a throwaway line which is kind of annoying but uh yeah it's a straight to streaming for me um, but if you're a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, apparently you're going to love it. 
Well, it might be properly rated because it came out at on Peacock at the exact same time. Yeah, and it still made a ton of money. Yeah. Which I think is kind of impressive. I think it's telling that nobody has Peacock. Yeah, that's <laughs> also true. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, sorry. I went a little long there, but I only had two, so I'm done. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, I have kind of, oh, kind yeah, of by the, no. laundry kidding. list here that I'll, I'll run through, and then Luke can get to his stuff. Ugh. I mean, I don't have that much. Well, I've, I've been... <laughs> so you've been laying around I've been laying week. around. Yeah. I have my Why, little man? Why don't you get outside and do some studio apartment uh, set up in my basement, um, and I've got my, my Xbox and a little monitor set up there so I can you know, kind of watch things and play games. Um, so first thing... I actually watched with my wife. It was kind of like a date night movie we had here at home. Was uh, No Hard Feelings. This is the... uh, Speaking of... uh, Not Twilight. uh, PETA and The Hunger Games. The the other side. Jennifer Lawrence. Ah, yeah. I'm trying to make a connection. Not bad. I feel it. I feel the connection. Trying too hard. Um, I think No Hard Feelings is a... It's a pretty average. Um, I had more fun with it than I expected. Uh, I think Jennifer uh, Lawrence brings quite a bit of uh, actually experience. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. To uh, a role that could be pretty poorly done. Um, again, this is not like a incredible movie. I'm gonna I give it a Matthew McConaughey, um, but it's and it's very it's very much adult. It's definitely a a more like. They have nudity, they have lots of language, it's pretty coarse, but at the same time, it's, it's I think it's pretty funny, I think it's pretty well written. Um, so, uh, if you're, and, and it has some unexpected things in it, there's a, there's a moment that you're just like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting to see that in this movie, and uh, it's... Guarantee it, you, it's a bird playing ping pong. Absolutely, those birds. I was gonna bet it's a dong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got that now. Wait, too. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert over True. there. Oh, oh, sorry. It's like in the first three seconds. Broke <laughs> over in the chat says my retire my theater for no hard feelings was full of retirees who loved the raunchy stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, I think the older I get, the more I actually appreciate raunchy <laughs> comedy, raunchy humor. So, oh, that's funny. Um. No, yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it did, it does the rom- the rom com thing where it ends in a happy place of like, yeah, yeah, you're still gonna feel good. Like it's not so to the letter of rom com that you you know it's not like they're riding off together into the sunset, gonna be happy forever as a couple. But um, but it's it's funny. It's it's good. Uh, the next thing I watched was Theater Camp. This is a, a much smaller film. Um, I also give this one to Matthew McConaughey. I think that Theater Camp as a film, it's it feels like an indie that is just trying to be an indie for the sake of being an indie. Um, it doesn't feel like it's trying anything new. Um, I think a lot of the act, the young actors in particular, this is about like a high school, middle school theater camp um some of that talent isn't there and it shows they do lots of 
uh, exposition. Through. Well, that's why they're at theater camp. I know, it's right? To learn. <laughs> to learn. Um, but they do lots of exposition through like mid scene slides, where it's just like, and boop, here's a box of text telling you what's gonna happen, like what's happening. And so it, it I get that that's a that's a thing. I understand that that's like a it's a trope to some degree, but it it also makes a film that already is kind of struggling with me to care about the characters to care about what's going on because you you're not bothering to show me what's going on you're just telling me so mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's not one i would probably recommend it's on hulu i think hulu um but I'll, i i give it a matthew mcconaughey um the next one i saw no one will save you this is another hulu original I'll save you bro. um <laughs> It's an, a kind of experimental film in that they they're doing the thing we talked about with what's the uh, the Christmas movie that's coming out where it's like Saturday. no dialogue. Yeah, this movie has two lines of dialogue in it. Is one of them? <laughs> I think it's just two lines of dialogue at the very end. I can't even remember what she says. Um, but it's an alien abduction movie where uh, it's kind of like the home invasion. She has trying to, the main character is trying to fight back against these um, aliens that are trying to abduct her. And like she's all by herself. I do think that the actress uh, does do really well. She carries a lot of the sh- weight of the film on it's her the shoulders. Girl from, uh... Her name's Bryn. Ah, Bren. It's the girl from Booksmart, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think anyone ever says her name, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it is the girl from Booksmart. Yeah, she's from Booksmart. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I have to watch it. It's it's good for what it is. It just, even at, I think it's only like an hour and a half, it still feels long. Well, that's not good. Just because there's just, no characters? There's, she's well, the only character other than the aliens who really has anything to do. Um... I think the premise is interesting, how they end the film is interesting, and the CGI, it's not great, but it's also not, like, laugh-out-loud horrible. Um, the aliens are interesting enough. They're, they're, they're pretty standard-looking. They look like that. They're kind yeah. of classic-looking. Yeah, but they're... Actually, they're, how they walk is pretty creepy. Um, but you kind of get into... <laughs> <laughs> they walk like they're listening to jazz music. Um, some of the stuff they do with the building tension does work. Um, again, I think it just overstays its welcome, despite the fact that it's already a pretty short film. So, um, I, I give that one a straight to streaming. I think it, it's right where it belongs. Right, like it's a it's a streamer. Um, it's not horrible, but I don't think uh, it's for a lot of people. I think it's a pretty niche audience. Whenever anybody calls something an experimental film, I always just think of the nice guys. No. <laughs> it's an experimental film. It's an experimental film. It's not a part of. <laughs> uh, the last couple things are from you know last year or two years ago, um, and I'll just run through these real quick. Empire of Light. Uh, that was a that's kind of a bad straight to streaming. This is a movie. <laughs> it's a Sam Mendes movie. Olivia Coleman. And Didn't it, Deacon shoot it for Deacon him? shot it, and it should be amazing. And it's just not. It's just the most boring... Didn't it come out to pretty bad reviews? Yeah, yeah, it didn't get good reviews, which is why I didn't rush out to see it. Yeah, I think we saw the reviews, and we were like, oh, oh. this might be one to skip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I remember we saw the trailer, and we are like, oh, there's Oscar bait. Yep, and the... I don't... 
The only thing Oscar bait about that movie is the trailer. It, the trailer is cut so much better than the actual film. Um, there are some gorgeous shots in it. I mean, Deacons is good even when he's given not great stuff. <laughs> is the lighting in it at least good? Yeah, the lighting's pretty good. I feel like it's got to be good if you're going to call your movie Empire, Empire Light. Light. <laughs> 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, I don't know who to recommend this to, but it's... I mean, I was I was disappointed. Even even knowing it had pretty bad reviews, I was still disappointed. What was the other movie? I feel like this trailer came out and another trailer came out at like the exact same time. It was, it was the Fablemans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fablemans. You watch it, and you're like, that's pretty good. Then it grows on you. You can't neither, stop thinking about neither, it. <laughs> neither of which is that much about cinema. Like this is. Empire of Light is a relationship story about two people who work at a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple good scenes, and outside of that, it's all pretty much meh. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see The Fablemans? Mm-mm. Brah. I need to. Yeah, you do. Um, the next movie I watched was The Wonder. Uh, this stars um, Florence Pugh, and is kind of set in like the, I think it's the late 1800s or early 1900s. In Ireland. It's a Netflix movie? Yes, maybe. It was on Netflix. I don't know if I it think was this a is, Netflix movie. I think this is one of the like Oscar movie pushed movies from last from year. From last year. From yeah, it's she is really good in it. I think it's an interesting story. Um, she doesn't... Florence doesn't have that many people to act up against. Again, it feels like kind of a lower budget. We want to make a period piece. We want to make it... Uh, introspective and something to think about, um, but they don't cast really anyone against her who's mm. that good. Good, like they don't have. She doesn't have good chemistry with anyone. Um, so while she does, I think a phenomenal job, and I think it looks gorgeous. Um, and is and it's a good story. Just the interactions. It does it, again. It, it kind of feels a little long. Um, that said, I still think it is a pretty good movie. I I give it a fanboy worthy. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I it probably sounds like I just really ragged on it, but it sucks. Fanboy worthy. <laughs> I do I do actually think that it's it's pretty good. Movie's trash. <laughs> trash. It's pretty good though. <laughs> and I and I and I do rag. It's one I recommend. I can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, sure. How do you think the drugs you are inputting into your system affected? The way you're watching. I have movies. no idea. That is a very good question. I've I've felt because so far I'm like getting a pattern that a lot of these movies are slow, and you're taking pain it meds. It could just be the so pain meds making me feel like these. You should rewatch slow. Empire Light. It might actually God, be an action no, movie. You just were watching. Not gonna it in do slow, that. <laughs> slow motion. It's like whoa, this is totally different. Not gonna do that. Um, and then I watched Babylon. This was a Damon Chazelle film from last year that was... It actually got some Oscar buzz. Um, I, look, the most... It's pretty divisive. You, I know some people who really love it. I know a lot of people who really don't love it. I actually think it probably lands somewhere in the middle. I'll be that voice of reason here. Look at here. you. I think, just the perfect full I think it does have some really good music. Uh, Trevor texted me. Um, hey, do you really think, like, do you think, after watching it, do you, um, what was, who won music, uh, all the, 
uh, West, uh, the war movie, Netflix war movie one. All Quiet on the Western Front. All Quiet on the Western Front. Does that still deserve to win over Babylon? And I said, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that said, it is it is really good music. I think there are some incredible performances in here. It's very all over the place. It's, I mean, my guess, and I haven't seen Hollywood yet, mm-hmm. but I my Hollywood. vibe is that it's kind of similar, just you know, it's not a show; it's a movie. So things are also a love it or hate it <laughs> squeezed together, and it's and it's all or not. Like it is opens up on like just a giant orgy party, right? Oh, and hold on, what's this name of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> just um, and so the problem is, I think like that. that I have like, with it is that it just it never takes a break from that. Yeah. Anytime, because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a movie about filmmaking and and what it mean meant to be in Hollywood at the time of that transition from silent pictures to you know to to talkies and how did how did actors how did stars deal with that mm-hmm. and so we have these kind of three different perspectives, um, one from like a a, a veteran actor one from this new actress who's just kind of was discovered um and then someone who was a pa right mm-hmm. running errands getting cameras who kind of gets <laughs> bumped up to the the role of a producer because he's good at his job but but what kind of toll does that take does that lifestyle take on you what does it do to the soul and i think it's true i think that aspect those aspects of it are really really good it's just that every second in between there's never a moment to breathe it's always okay and back to the party back to the sex back to the drugs back to the alcohol like and i and i think that's kind of the point but honestly it it did make the movie less enjoyable know it it kind of sounds like to me you and me already kind of talked about this yeah um wolf of wall street to me is just it has a it has a lot of noise yeah. there's this great story in there yeah. but you keep get th- getting thrown this other stuff and it like just feels like a distraction yeah and wolf of wall street is also a bunch of sex and nudity and it's just kind of mm-hmm. like please just tell me the story <laughs> Yeah, and I, like, I, I don't know. I don't want more people like I don't Wolf of Wall Street. Come off as like and that square fine. who's like, you can't have nudity in your movie. Um, then be a octagon. Can say stop. No, <laughs> I just think you need it to serve your story. It, yeah, and it. I think there's an amount in this that would serve the story, and it's not. There's other. Things I don't know how to, much to say without spoiling anything. It's a, a year old movie, but like, it just it's excessive. I guess that's the, that's the word I would use. The movie is excessive within itself. It never knows when to say, "Let's give a moment. Let's pull back. Mm-hmm. Let's let these let the audience really connect with these characters." Because at the end of the day, I, I really there's only one character I kind of care about. Um, the other two are never presented. I think you're supposed to feel for them, but they're never. You're never given a moment to really empathize with them because they they live in this world that you're just not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So you need those those moments of, okay, we're gonna slow it down so our audience can connect with these 
characters. And I, we, I just don't think you're ever given that. So, uh, it's a Matthew McConaughey. Um, I finally got around to watching Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan's... Great uh, film. 2019 sequel to The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's family-worthy. It's great. It's great. It's great. Um, another a, a long movie, but it didn't feel mm-hmm. that long. I, that one, I the pacing worked for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't talk too much more about that. I the one other thing I did watch that I wanna I forgot about. It's brand new. All the light we cannot see. Mm. It's a four part mini series on Netflix. Um, I give it a fanboy worthy, especially if you're into kind of that like history stuff. That said, I think this would have made a better film. It's kind of condense it a bit. Condense it. There is just not enough there to really drag you into. There's like three different plots that are kind of happening um, with these different characters, and they do the thing where, like, by the end, they're all coming together. And I think you could have told that in a way that didn't make me. Again, this the theme of the this week's. Reviews for me is pacing. It just it felt like four hours was too much time for not as like not enough happened in four hours. Mm-hmm. For what all happened, you could have done that in two hours. You could have made it hit faster and I think hit harder. But things kind of get dragged out um, and it loses focus a lot. That said, I still think it's pretty well made. Um, and if you're not in it for the big action fight scenes, if you go in understanding that this is a very personal drama, um, there there is like a big action set piece at the at the end. Um, but it's it's more about these characters and getting like to know them, uh, even though I don't think it does it that well. Um, I think there's an there's an intriguing story in there. It's just not presented as well as I think it could be. Mm-hmm. I've now lost my voice, so Luke, please go ahead with your reviews for the week. Well, I won't go near as long. You um, weren't held up in a <laughs> boot for yeah the basement. I had other things to do. Um, I'll start off just with one real quick thing, which is that Planet Earth 3 uh, debuted in America this weekend, and I watched the first episode of that. And it was awesome. I love those nature documentaries, especially if they're narrated by David Attenborough. His voice is like butter. Very old butter, but it's it's still <laughs> butter. It is still butter. Um, yeah, the show is awesome. Um, the show that I finished this week was The Wheel of Time, uh, season oh. two. Uh, started off season two. I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of remember the show, but don't really remember what every character was doing. And then slowly but surely, throughout every episode, they kind of remind you, or I remembered what was going on. And I was really enjoying myself by the last episode. Um, I think I gave the first season fanboy-worthy, and I think it's still fanboy-worthy. Nice. I thought the finale of season two was awesome. Like, at the beginning of... Season two, everybody's separate, and then everybody kind of can just converges to the end, and there's this big battle, and magic is going on, and uh, it, it it was a lot of fun. 
and I, I think this world is super cool and it's unique um, compared to just other fantasy worlds. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was nice. really good. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Like I kind I started it and I was like, I guess we'll watch this. There's nothing really uh, anything else happening. And then like it was later in the week and I was like, man, I want to finish this because <laughs> like, I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Um, nice. And then yeah, playing a bunch of Baldur's Gate. I finished Act Two, and I'm in Act Three. Game is incredible. I did a ginormous battle at the end of Act Two, and it was so much fun. Super intense. I was worried my friends were gonna die. Saved them. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome game. And then are we doing Al Wake now? Yeah, we'll jump to our impressions of Alan Wake. Are you ready for Alan Wake impressions? Yeah. Let's do it. Luke Luke gave his weekly update. Baldur's Gate. Now we get to talk Alan. Alan Wake a lot of, 2. A lot of eight sounds. Ache. Gate. Wake. Gate. Ache. Wait. Ache. There's just so Ache. much. Ape. I don't remember. Yeah. He's out here spewing words. Flake. So, for reference, I have not yet played <laughs> Alan Wake 2. Um, I do have it downloaded as of today. I just haven't gotten around to, to playing it yet. Did our texting convince you? Your guys' texting <laughs> literally did. It was like, okay. I don't know. I, you guys probably usually text about those kind of things separately. but like the we, fact did, that we did I switch. Was, yeah, we switched. <laughs> I was just in it enough. I was like, oh, man, they're really enjoying it. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your impressions um, before I jump in. But I am planning on jumping in this week. Are you gonna beat control first? Probably not. I wonder how this. <laughs> I wonder how. Need a those... nail prediction this year, even though it doesn't count. But it was fun. I do wonder how some of that stuff will land then with him. I'll, I'll tell you this: I haven't played on Wake One, yeah. and I haven't really had a problem going. What's happening in yeah. this Alan Wake world? Mm. Remedy had come out and said, like, this, you can play this without playing the first one. Yeah. I watched, uh, like, a two minute or three minute video that yeah, this, Remedy put out. Yeah. It's, like, called Previously on Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's honestly just, like, a trailer. Just catches you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could watch that. Yeah. Um, but, man, Alan Wake 2 is pretty dang good so far. I would agree. <laughs> and I kind of said it before the show started, but, like, Alan Wake 2, from a story standpoint, is ruining my life right now. <laughs> um, like, the story is so compelling and so intriguing, and it happens, it grabs you so fast um, that I can't, like, I can't sit down and read for any length of time. I didn't watch Invincible, because I, I just, like, it's not what I want right now. I watched it today, because I was at home working. I, like, pulled up my phone, like, books like Alan Wake. Like, I'm just trying to, like, anything that is close to this, um, I just want to consume more of it. Like, the story, Remedy is, especially Control, now this, Remedy is on a different level from a storytelling perspective right Mm -hmm. now. They're doing some really cool things. They're kind of doing a shared universe kind of thing. Um... All obviously tied back to control, which I think is just mm-hmm. so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm with Luke on this. I, this game is awesome. It's survival horror, which 
90% of the people I know would say, oh, that genre is not really for me. Give it a shot. If, if, if you're interested, give it a shot. If you played Control, give this a chance. Um, if you played Quantum Break, like any of these Remedy games, check it out. I think you'll find that it is a really good game. And mm-hmm. the stuff you're seeing online from people saying, you know, well, something else maybe enters the Game of the Year contender <laughs> category. Like, this game is, like, the hype is real. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you'll feel it when you start playing it. It's it's instant. It's instant. Yeah. Um, like, the opening thing you do is something I never in a million years would have thought would be allowed to be done in a video game. Mm-hmm. But they do it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Um, like, and then, you know, I, I feel like we should talk about some of the, the scares in this game. Um, it is. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary at times. Uh, I think, you know. It's scary in, like, the best way. Yeah, it's it's not, like, cheap scares. Um, now, the first couple times they might feel cheap, but because you don't quite understand that that is just what the game is. Mm-hmm. Um, namely like the things that just pop up like mm-hmm. it's not like anything in the field of play it's just something pops on the screen you're like oh <laughs> and the first one will get you oh yeah because it's just bah! and it, I was just laying in my couch and I was just <laughs> dude so the I think where it shines in the scare or the fear world really though is the atmosphere yeah you're moving around in the forest in the Pacific Northwest um I'm not kidding you. Last night I was playing this game and I'm like moving through Cauldron Lakes Forest and I'm like walking and like this is when I was I had just been dealing with the wolves which are just oh by the scavengers they're or just the kind of everywhere which I ran into like six of them oh like I'm I've, probably I'm on an easier difficulty than you yeah so probably less. they're kind <laughs> of a pain to fight but like you don't fight six at a time but just through moving get, through the did you get the shotgun yeah okay. Um, through moving through the forest, I found a bunch of them, but, um, ah, what was I saying? Scares. Oh yeah. So, so the atmosphere that they build with like the music kind of the visuals, um, just the overall kind of idea of the story, it makes you kind of, you're just tense when you're moving around in the dark and I'm not kidding you. I'm moving through the music's like, like real quietly building and Dana like sneezes upstairs (laughs) So I hear chew, and I'm like, oh, and like, because I'm so tense. Like I'm waiting for something to jump out at me, um, and they don't always do it. And I think they don't. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it's they'll, awesome. They'll build you up, and they're like, oh yeah, here it comes, like, baby. And they're like, yep, yeah, you're good. Like um, so far, I think the scariest part of the entire game for me is it was actually right after a jump scare. It happens on the way down to the place, and like you're in this flooded area. There's, it's pitch dark, so like you can only see with your flashlight, and the music is just that little warble, mm. this little low warble. You can just barely hear it. And I'm not playing this game with headphones on. No, I will. I won't allow myself. <laughs> I don't think I could because I'm weak. Um, but like I'm just kind of walking around. I'm just like, what is what is gonna pop out and like start chasing me or something? And, like, I just, I come up to a little sign, and it's called the Witch's Ladle, which is a tree. And there's a picture of a lady on it, and I just stared at it for, like, two minutes. And I didn't take my flashlight off of it, because I was afraid if I moved off of it, something was going to happen. I just, 
I just put the game in quick resume and turned it off. Just like, we're not going to do this right now. I've got other things to do, man. Football game is about to start, so I'm just going to uh, That's awesome. transition over to that. Um, it's Yeah, the, the atmosphere is amazing. Yep. It's... It's such a simple game. It is. Which is, I think, incredible. Because what you really do is you walk around and you pick stuff up mm-hmm. and you are a detective. Yep. And There's little just, puzzles. You're trying to solve a case. And... Yep. Um, and then until you eventually get to like a separate part of the game, or I don't think it's a spoiler, where you play as Alan. Yeah. Yeah, you play in as uh, two different characters in this. Yeah. And... Which I really like Saga, by the way. Yeah, she's awesome. She's really cool. And the stuff, dude, the stuff in Bright Falls with the waitress. I was like, bro, what? Don't, don't you, (laughs) don't you put that in my mind right now. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, there's just so many great little things that like, they, they string you along with. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think they've done a, a, a fantastic job with this. The story is awesome. The talk show thing like not going into details but like david harwood of supergirl fan yeah. phenomenal he's so good in there it took me like 10 minutes to remember where he was from you were like looking so I was at staring like, at him i was guy. like i know this guy yeah he was so it's such a different role for him yeah like, he's really like eccentric and crazy and you're like oh this is kind of cool <laughs> i love you book <laughs> and the dude who's playing alan wake is like you know dumbfounded in that moment and it's like so you've only you are so good you've only go through gone through one interview there yeah. Okay. Then I won't add anything. Yeah, I just <laughs> went. I'm I'm getting ready to. I I'm in the dressing room again. <laughs> so. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, I I can't wait to play more of it. It it's seriously just. It, it's it's ruining my life in yeah. all the right ways. Um. And then and I can't. There's not enough good things to be said about yeah, that. And then there's the other side of it, which is. We both love Control. Yes. I haven't played Quantum Break. Before. I've not beat Quantum Break, but yeah. I've played quite a bit of it. And I haven't played Alan Wake 1, but I, just with playing Control and, I don't know, three hours of Alan Wake 2, Remedy has created one of the coolest universes. Yes. That's Agreed. That's so different from... Anything else. Anything There's else. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what's so cool. Like, um, you, you, when you're just going down to the lake for the first time, and Casey's just like... FBC. Yeah. Federal Bureau of Control. Ugh, can't stand those guys. Yeah, they always show up when stuff's real weird and you're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and this is probably going to get weird. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's just so many cool like little details mm-hmm. from, from Control. Um, it's funny, too. So, like, anybody who... who has known me for a while will tell you like Alan Wake one is one of my favorite games and I never thought we'd get a sequel. Mm -hmm. Like I I played that game. I loved it for like three or four years after I beat it. I was like, man, I hope we get a sequel announcement. I hope. And then finally I just gave up. Like we're just never going to get this. I think it was a prediction that you had like maybe at one point, maybe back in like 2019, like one of the first two years we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it happened the next year. Yeah. Well, and like they announced it, but nothing came with it. And then last year at like the Game Awards, they were like, "Hey, yeah. here's an Alan Wake Two trailer. It comes out next year." And I was like, "What? Like that fast?" And I thought I was like, "Man, I, 
I was worried it was going to come out and get like floundering reviews. And it comes out and everybody's like, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I was like, um, uh, it's good. So then yeah. I was like, I have to beat Spider-Man like this week because <laughs> I have to start it. Because this game is one that I do care about spoilers. I do not want it to be spoiled for me. Same. So like I, I have to play it. Like I have to beat it before stuff gets leaked out online. Um, Hit that mute button, baby. I, I definitely think if you're interested, if you're a survival horror fan, if you played Control, if you're worried about it being too scary, Luke's playing it, and Luke is not big on scary stuff. Um, I'm also bad at video games, and I'm playing on story mode. Yeah, I'm playing on yeah! normal or whatever. <laughs> um, worth checking out, though. Like, please give it a shot. Um, yeah, it's... I, I think you'll find... One of, and this is through three hours, one of the most interesting stories in gaming, maybe in media, in a long time. So, hyped. Yeah, it's, you guys get me hyped over here. I think Brett will like this a lot more than Control. Probably. I think it's way more speed. I think so, too. I also just Even love... Even though you should still be Control. I know, I know I should. I, know I, I absolutely... Should. And this is from Alan Wake 1. I love the concept of Alan Wake. An author... Having to write, like, he's writing a story that you're playing as another character. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just so cool. Super meta. Um, and the way they kind of weave it through the game is incredible. Mm. When I found that first page, I was like, oh, baby, we're back. <laughs> like, I was so excited. So, yeah, I'm excited for you to check it out. Thanks. Honestly, I would love to sit with you when you start it. <laughs> okay, I guess we know what we're doing after the show. <laughs> If we're quick, if we're uh, we're already an hour or six minutes into this, we got baby. This. Uh, let's hit some news next. Um, real quick, you know the biggest news story of the week is clearly that Rebel Moon and Army of the Dead are in the same cinematic universe. Luke, thoughts? I think Zack Snyder just doesn't want me to watch this. <laughs> That's what he just told me. He said, this, okay, okay. this is an indirect sequel to one of the worst movies ever made. What an interesting, like... That's how I read it. Just what an interesting concept. That I, you, you feel like you need to tie those two together. Listen, I know that film is subjective. It's art. You interpret it how you want. And the way I interpreted that movie is that I hate it. And I hated every second of it. Fair enough. Um, my only other, so that was not that big of a news story, whatever. I just did it to, I just mentioned it to bug Luke. It, it, it depends who you're asking, I guess. That's true. So, no, there are sure some Snyder are fans out hyped, there yeah. who are very excited. That and I'm happy for connected. Them. Um, my kind of big story, the only other one I really have, is that this week Disney agreed to buy Comcast shares of Hulu for $8.6 billion. So we can't pay our actors, but we can, we can buy the rest of Hulu. Make sure that we that Disney I mean, is the sole owner of it. It's obvious priorities. By buying this, they For can sure. just release more stuff and make money, man. Right? What an interesting I I mean I obviously it is a it's a move to secure their own plan. You have plans for the future right like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's they don't have to deal with comcast as a partner now they get to make all of the decisions yeah i don't know as a consumer how i actually feel about it like whatever disney was co- pretty much calling the shots with hulu anyways um 
but it, it's frustrating to see that happen in the middle of a strike. You know what the know what I think is the most happened? interesting Sorry. thing about the strike is that the studios put out their last, best, and final offer. Final offer. And it's like you could see everybody making the same joke, and it's the right joke, and it's the perfect joke. What, are you just going to not make anything anymore? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, still some pretty weak... Ah, uh, oh, negotiation so, tactics. Don't be a doo-doo brain. Like, yeah, so in, in, the, in the last... Their best and final offer, the studio's best and final offer, there's still some pretty weak assurances for um, AI and the use of, like, scanning um, and how those are used um, and paid for. Last best final offer. Uh, We don't have to pay you at all, and we can scan you. Take it or leave it. I feel like it was probably slightly above that. Maybe just slightly. (laughs) I mean, I think it was literally, like, we'll pay you for the scan, but then we don't have to get permission we'll give you a to coupon use to... it, and we don't have to pay you when we use it. You get a cu- coupon and a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> Thank Krispy you for Kreme showing up. Boo. I was just, sorry, this is back to the Rebel Moon, yeah. Army of the Dead. Did you see how they're connected? Oh, I didn't read into it that much. Army of the Dead has a pretty vast mythology that never made it into the movie. There's actually a character from Rebel Moon in the Army of the Dead animated series that we never did. At one point in the show, they go through a portal into another dimension, and there are characters in that other dimension that they come across. In Rebel Moon, they are in this bar, and one of the aliens is one of the characters from the animatic. So it's, so it's like it's like Witcher and uh, Cyberpunk? Is that a thing? Isn't that a thing? I don't know. I think that's a thing. So it's definitely a shared universe, is what he says. But it's like... Wait, so the Army of the Dead animated show is just is canceled now? I guess it's just canceled. Yeah, he uh, he has to make all of his Rebel Moon stuff, which is also getting an animated show. That won't get made. Now in the middle of a strike, they're not paying people. You know what's so interesting? He just continues to take money from people and not deliver on those things. Good business, I guess. He must have a hell of an elevator pitch. <laughs> I mean, when you got Army of the Dead and Sucker Punch to back you up. <laughs> can go wrong. That yellow color palette, man, it's really doing things for him. Real quick, um, as I've wrapped up now, I just want to, in the chat, Baroque says, the John Wick director and Henry Cavill are apparently working on a Highlander reboot. I think that's cool, question mark. Um, uh, yeah, that has actually been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I know that I I wasn't sure it, it was stamped it official. Yeah, like it's moving forward. Yeah. official yeah. official on the twenty seventh of October, I think. I guess it's, that I guess it's yeah. cool, but I don't really care about Highlander, so I'm not going. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I'm I'm ready for a trailer if it looks good. I'll what is it. Cavill's? Here's role the in this? here's the thing. Probably I the think. Highlander. I think. Well, yeah. Cavill <laughs> with a director like this. Could be really interesting if he agrees with them. If they could butt heads, that could. Be There's a my hot take. That Cavill is that the common denominator. Well, if he's able to trust his director, um, you know, this is the same guy who gave us some awesome John Wick melee action mm-hmm. scenes, right? Like John Wick's not just bullets, bullets, bullets. It's a lot of bullets, but there's some 
awesome good hand horse chases. Stuff, yeah. There's good hand to hand stuff. There's an awesome like samurai sword fight in two or three, and like four. and four. So yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this and think this is cool. Um, I am kind of with Tyler though in that like I think I think Cavill could be. I think Cavill's more problematic it's maybe, than we maybe ca- more of a red flag than we like to. Admit. I think we're yeah. I was gonna say I think he's more problematic than we care to say out loud. Um, I was pretty. I had blinders on for a while, but he's had fallouts with two studios now. He's a good actor. He is a good actor, I, and he seems to be a good dude. But he's had two fallouts over creative things that, when he signs on to do these things, he doesn't really have a say in. Yeah. And so now, like, he's signed on with Prime to do the Warhammer thing, and now he's doing this, and it sounds like he's a creative partner with Stahelski on this, not just an actor. Not just an actor. No, it's like he's, he's doing the whole, like, I want, I want my kick and eat it too style of acting. Yeah. And at a certain point, like, that kind of gets old. Who's doing <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima? Stahelski. Stahelski. I, thought, okay, I can't yeah. remember if it was Stahelski or Leech. Um, I want to say it's Stahelski because I think he said the script is ready. Um, I guess my concern really for Highlander more than anything is it kind of just feels like another. Stahelski. Hey, remember this old thing? Let's do it oh, again. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nobody's gonna go see it, even if it's good. Um, is that just seems to be the trend? Yeah. Hey, this thing has a cult following from the 70s or 80s. Let's do it again. Nobody goes to see it. I mean, we're getting we're another Roadhouse. We're going to... Nobody's going to see it. No. I don't know. This is maybe a, a prediction. It's not It's not one that I think we could make in the year, like a, uh, in our prediction game. But I think kind of my prediction for the next f- five or six years is that studios and and, and current actors who have come up in the in the current system are really going to struggle with this whatever the n- new frontier of m- movies is um they're used to <laughs> massive budgets they're used to having profit margins that are huge or can apparently make it so that they're not and just launder money um classic and i th- i think we're I think we're going to see some of these things fall apart. Um, you're going to have a, a couple of things like this. Like this Highlander may come out. It may be good, but it's is it $100 million good? Like, is it worth that? And we hopefully I mean, heck, start to see... I think, I think my prediction would be that we see a scale down. Heck, that we see studios starting to make $50, $60 million movies again. Um with smaller teams and smaller budgets and um, maybe less big names. Just look at Indiana Jones. Super famous character. Beloved. Good reviews. Good movie. Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody went and saw it. Yeah. Yep. Chia. Anyways, who else has news? Uh, IGN's reporting that the Blade movie is going to be rated R. I, they were also reporting last week that Mahershala Ali apparently like was was on the way out. On the way yeah. out. So I don't know what to believe with anything. Listen, Look, there's a whole bunch of Marvel stuff this week. That the only Marvel thing that I read that actually caught 
my ear mm-hmm. was that apparently Marvel is like spiraling. They just don't know what to do. <laughs> they might. I mean, pre-sales for the Marvels are not great. They're worse than the Flash was. Yeah. It's tracking worse than the Flash. I also saw like, I don't, I don't know if it's true. They're trying to bring the original cast back for the Avengers. Because yeah. they're like, whoa, whoa. They want to get rid of Kang and do Doctor Doom. Yep. There's a bunch of... I, I, we used this word earlier. There's a bunch of noise out there right now. Yeah. And a lot of it's fun to speculate about. Um, I don't know how much I want to entertain. We entertain talking about a lot of speculation. Just I'll, do I'll it. admit. Just at the same time. Find the speculation I'm and so then t- go a little overboard with it. I'm so tired of talking about Marvel. Like, yep. I just want to see what they do. And then I'll, I'll be happy to react. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of a mess. All I know is that if you take Doctor Doom and just throw him in there as a replacement villain for Kang because the actor did something stupid, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just recast. Oh my gosh. What I will say is uh, we're going to get a fourth terrible Doctor Doom. I just know it. (laughs) To get back to Tyler's original story, like Blade being our. Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why there was ever a question why it would not have been, especially yeah. when like Deadpool was apparently always going like Deadpool three was always going to be R as well. Um, that's one of those like, why is this news? <laughs> and it kind of feels like it's it's news so that we'll stop talking about how Mahershala almost left the project, right? It's it's maybe a bit of distraction news. Um, yeah, but great. Make a good movie still. Like that the still the challenge is still there. You still yeah. have to make a good movie. Yeah. I don't care if it's R rated. I just I just want to have fun. Yeah. I want to enjoy myself. I want a good story. I want yeah. interesting characters. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Tyler, do you have another new story? I do not. Luke, what do you got over there? I've got a small one and a big one. Ooh. One you want. Hit me. Dead. No. <laughs> with a big one. Hit me with a big one, Luke. Okay, the the big one um, is the Bungie layoffs and all their delays. And honestly, it's just kind of about the gaming industry in general for the year. Um, Record-breaking year in terms of profits and layoffs inc- as well. It, Somehow. Just, it's the best year in gaming for a gamer Maybe ever. I don't know. In my life. So good. Just every like three weeks, there's just another great game. And it's like, when am I going to have time and the money to do this? Yep. Yeah. And, and then especially in October, I feel like it's just, oh, this studio laid off 100, 200, 300 people, whatever. And now, now honestly, I feel like now I'm just waiting for the next one. Mm. Um, but more specifically with Bungie, um, they've had a bad year. Uh, it started off really good when Final, uh, Final Shape, when Lightfall was their highest selling and highest played expansion ever. Yeah, despite negative reviews, that thing did. It felt like it sold like hotcakes. Yeah, and everybody stopped playing because the story wasn't very good, and that's really. 
all anybody really cares about mm-hmm. i feel like for the people that are just coming back they're like oh yeah i liked destiny i want to see how kind of how the infinity war and game stuff ends oh yeah. it's not very good <laughs> it's a weird parallel to think about like destiny and the mcu kind of next to each other yeah and and how they relate and how a consumer attitude towards each kind of product yeah. ebbs and flows now that's fascinating i didn't like, about that before luke like another part of it too is this has been a great year for gaming so people just aren't playing destiny mm-hmm. they're just i don't know i feel like fomo is a topic that comes up with destiny a lot but now people don't care there's like oh i have enough i'm gonna go play this because it looks mm-hmm. really cool um so people just haven't been playing and when people aren't playing destiny every week bungie suffers um and unfortunately it kind of came to a head in october and at least when we realized it i guess bungie's kind of known for a while because one of kind of the big things that came out i think paul tassi figure uh researched this is mainly paul tassi jason schreier and ign i don't remember who it was at ign was at IGN. um doing a lot of honestly really great reporting um Apparently, Bungie was already in trouble, and that's kind of one of the reasons they let Sony buy them. Yeah. Was that if Sony didn't buy them, they were going to be in trouble a lot sooner, and then just kind of just delayed the inevitable, it feel like. And plus, Sony is doing a layoff bonanza. Yeah, they are. Every major SIE studio has been cutting... Or laying people off. Um, Bungie was 45% below their projected revenue. Ooh. Wow. I don't, I, I don't like when people lose their job. But whoever made that projection is bad at their job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like final shape pre-orders. We're down. And We're like down. coming off yeah. a, a game that's been labeled as stale with its seasonal model over monetized and then lightfall comes out and people are just like what strand is cool but what no and then you go here's what we're gonna sell because we're bungee Mm -hmm. and then i i feel like there's a lot of not done research there they just weren't paying attention um a hundred employees at Bungie is eight percent um, of the studio, and it didn't hold back from any of the departments, excluding upper management, who uh, politely declined to even consider a consider their uh, a bonuses salary or, or yeah salaries be diminished a little bit. You know, forty five million is probably just it's too low. We got to keep that at fifty. Oh. That's a made-up number, by the way. <laughs> um, so I think one of the things that kind of really pushed everybody the edge was when Michael Salvatore, the composer for Halo and all of the Bungie or Destiny games and expansions, was fired. Yep. Just, just, they just got rid of him. They wouldn't even let him retire. Like, right. <gasps> The other one that, so as a long-time Bungie fan, uh, Lorraine, who? 
M M M M M Lorraine M. Lorraine M. Can't remember her last name. She's been there since like since Oni. Oni. Um, she was one of their grizzled ancient graphic designers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she had been working on Marathon. And obviously, like, when you're developing a new game, you have to develop all that imagery and that signage. There's a lot of graphics and stuff that goes into it. I, I, I guess I can't confirm that she was working on Marathon. I think, she, I'm pretty sure she was. But, like, the fact that they let her go. And, you know, it's not like first first in, first out. Um, yeah. It, it really did feel like a, this is, and I don't think she was in management. I could be wrong. Um but it, she was not an executive. So it just feels like, you know, someone who's been there for over 20 years. Um, and it's not like, hey, we're going to offer you an early retirement package. Um, it's just no playoff. Yeah. What, and I, don't, I don't think I kind of dozed off there. No, I didn't literally doze off, Luke. But did you, did you mention the stock? I hadn't yet. I was going to. Okay, yeah. go ahead and mention the stock. So that's what that's it, it, that's what really. One it just of the gets really more. Me. It gets more scummy and scummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were given three months of severance and insurance stuff, but you know they lay everybody else. They lay everybody off on the thirtieth, so it's really insurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like they had all this Sony stock. Bungie and, used to be a privately yeah. a, an employee-owned company mm-hmm. um and so when sony bought them that employee-owned part basically became stocks yeah um and sony he, i believe and they had all these vestments and they couldn't claim them unless they stayed worked with- there for a certain amount of time yeah and if they left the company they couldn't get them they like forfeit them yeah because you're leaving and that includes being laid off or fired yeah so it's it's just so dirty. So people, who, oh my god, people who may have voted for because obviously this was like as an employee owned company, right? Like I don't know exactly how Bungie's run. It could have just been executives that made the decision to. But theoretically, as an employee owned company, you would as an as a company as a group make the decision to be purchased, make by Sony, probably because of these financial realities. Mm-hmm. Um, you then would. You know that okay, that kind of you know that sucks that maybe you lose a little bit of that freedom, a little bit of that independence. But you know, being invested in the company, then is you at least you get a payout yeah. from that at some point down the line. And it's just like just ripping that from someone's hands, and that's that pisses me off. Yeah, and then um, it was like I don't. Remember? Oh, um, Pete Parsons had an interesting uh, comment that came out, and well, his tweet was felt like it was very went, tone deaf. Felt like it went the Gollum route, and he just was like, "I need an apology, <laughs> Chubby, Chubby, Chat GPT, please give me one." Um, but no, he he mentioned to somebody I don't, not really sure who. He said the right people are working at Bungie now. Oh yeah, the right people to finish. We've got the right people to finish the final shapes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's super nice. And then, like, his tweet was, oh, please hire these people. They're so good at their job. We just couldn't keep them. Yeah. It's, like, some of the other, like, major names 
that are really at the front, at least for the community, like Liana, mm-hmm. um, who was like the main community manager yeah. that people interacted with once DMG left. Um, Griffin, who was mm-hmm. the social media manager lead. It's like when you would get onto Twitter and you're in the D2 gaming space, those are like the two people you'd always see saying something that could give you information that yeah. wasn't a like official Bungie account. Right. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, it's uh honestly things are not great at Bungie right now. The final shape was delayed unofficially. It actually hasn't been confirmed yet. They February to June. June, yeah. Right. It's a entire season pretty much. Apparently they're gonna try and put something in that dead time. I'd rather them just make sure the final shape is great. We'll be fine. There's plenty of games to play, but, you know, we have to go shop the Eververse store. I'm going to cut 10% of your workforce. Expect <laughs> more work to be More done. work out of the people who are left to create new content as well as... Yeah. As finish your finish game. Finish this thing and, and, and make it better, right? Because the... Kind of the early play tests of the final shape were... It's good, not great. Yeah. And, like, they kind of... Um, somebody was talking to Paul Tassi, and they were like, it is good, but we're comparing it to Forsaken, and we're comparing it to The Taken King, and it's not there the yet. The two best expansions. Yeah, and that's that's where they want ever. it to be, which, great benchmark. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think that's great if you want to hit that. I honestly just need a good finish to the story, and I'll probably be content... Um, but yeah, Final Shape delayed. Marathon was delayed. I think that one's less of a big deal. It and they're especially because nothing's been out on it. Yeah, and yeah. and they're like Marathon's delayed to twenty twenty five, and I feel like everybody was like that was coming out before twenty twenty five. Like what? Yeah. Um, and it's 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 really weird because the kind of the joke, the running joke in the Destiny community has been. Oh, this expansion, it's make or break. Ooh, I don't know. Is this going to be the end of Destiny? But it's like, we're kind of like... Yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's not as tongue-in-cheek when literally Bungie says it. And they say, if the final shape isn't doesn't hit, we might be in trouble. Yeah. Because this, this is where all their money comes from. And Bungie spends a lot of money... So if they spend a lot of money and nobody buys it, because a lot of people are just like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, there's a um, whole lot of FM going on yeah. on social media. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to play it. I didn't cancel my pre-order. Um, not quitting now. I need to know the end. And that, like, also, like, I'm not really blaming the people that are working on the game. It's the people that are way up there. Yep. Names we don't even know. That are just ruining things for everybody. Um, and that, like, being said, neither side is really wrong what you choose to do. If you say, this is stupid how they're treating Bungie, I'm not going to support a company with my hard-earned mer- money and buy their game, you want to mm-hmm. cancel? Great. Perfect. You're 100% right. But the people that are like, I really like Destiny, I want to support the devs that are working on it, you're 100% right, too. There's not a wrong answer other than, I don't know, probably hateful, mean things. Yeah. 
Like, even, like, the people that were laid off are like, hey, guys, like, it's okay. Go support Bungie. They're still... Got some great devs there. I think there's... It depends on who... Do we know who's coming in as the new PlayStation CEO? Look, we them, don't know, but he's been working hard them, firing people. Well, so this kind of goes back to like what we talked about with Activision and the Xbox merger, right? Like Xbox has a obligation, if not an opportunity, to look at that company culture and make it better. Mm-hmm. PlayStation... Now, Bungie is an asset of theirs. Mm -hmm. They have an obligation, a responsibility to go in and say, okay, the products that your teams make are great. What's not working at the executive level? And they need to honestly probably fire some people and replace some people. Mm -hmm. Find what's broken and fix it. As an independent company, you know, Bungie has the kind of the freedom to say, you know, whatever, we're in control. Now they're not. Now they, they, they have someone to answer to, and I sure hope that whomever this new CEO is at uh, PlayStation will at least have the cojones to go in and say, okay, what's not working? Yeah. Or he'll be like, only 2,000 silver for a <laughs> transmog outfit? Gotta crank those numbers up. Get them up, baby. How else are we going to make money? Well, Luke, that was your big news story. Did you have a small... You said you had a small one as well? Uh, Yeah, a smaller one that I'm very excited about, and that is kind of in the rumor mill. And it's it's always hard to know what's true during a strike because it's kind of actor-based. But uh, Sicario 3 um, has been talked about with everybody coming back, including Emily Blunt. It's like, woo! Um, and then the other name that was attached to it was Christopher McQuarrie. Oh, um, interesting. Which made those ears perk up. <laughs> um, I, I would love a Sicario 3. Sicario is one of my favorite movies. Sicario 2 was fun. <laughs> uh, not one of my favorite movies. Just fun. And I'd, I'd love to see... I'd love to see how Emily Blunt views the world now after that movie. Mm, yeah. yeah. That is just so intriguing to me. Oh, cool. Nice. I love it. Okay. Um, real quick, let's start wrapping things up here. Uh, Tyler, what'd you do this week that you so, didn't already talk about? I'm not going to like dive into it. I'll save it for next week. But I did try out the finals open beta. Um, yeah, yeah. With JT. Sweet. It's... Uh, Recommend really, people trying it out? It's really good. All right. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Is there another beta coming? They've not said. They took it down yesterday. Um, the expectation is it's co- the game is coming out this year. It'll be mm-hmm. free to play. Um, it's some X Battlefield devs, so destructible mm-hmm. environments, solid gunplay. Embark Studios. Embark Studios. Yep. Who's doing Arc Raiders? Um, yeah, man. It's I, good. I brought it up to you because I follow a lot of people in the Destiny community. And the Destiny community always kinds of goes and plays the same game yeah. at the same time. And this is what everybody's playing. So I was like, I feel like Tyler and Brett would probably get a kick out of this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like a competitive, almost battle royale thing. It's like a... So the format is 
3v3v3 or 3v3v3v3 um, in the modes that I played. And basically they put like a vault on the map. You have to go open the vault, take it and drop it into a deposit box and defend it. And like while it's depositing, people can steal and stuff like that. So it's like a shooter with like a heist mechanic in it. Mm-hmm. And it's three teams competing to heist the same things. Um, they had a competitive mode, I think. They did. I didn't try anything with the competitive mode. Um, they gave you a bunch of money. No. They gave you a bunch of money to buy like cosmetics if you want them, and they're permanent. I thought that was hey, cool. That's cool. Um, the guns feel good. I, I played with multiple different weapons. All of them felt viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three different character builds. There's like a really fast character, which is the small. It's called light, medium, and heavy are the three. Heavy is obviously like the tanky one. Mediums your your supportish kind of role, and then the light character is like. You're, you're going to die, but you're going to be the fastest person on the field, mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to move the vaults around and stuff. Um, overall, a really fun experience. There's some little, like, some control schematics I think could use some work, but mm-hmm. um, other than that, man, it's great. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but no. here we are. Sweet. The finals. Looking forward to the release. Can't wait to play it on my Xbox. Did you drop a building on anybody? <laughs> I did not. Um, I didn't play a lot of the. I didn't use much of like the destructive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really had a lot of fun using like the jump pads and like launching okay. myself around and getting on the rooftops of buildings and shooting people and getting in gunfights up there. Nice. Um, in in the game, everything is destructible. Yeah, the environment so you is can completely just, destructible. I mean, I was. It's in something building. I feel like you'd have to expect from X Battlefield devs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was in a couple building like gunfights with people in buildings when people drop buildings on us, and that was because <laughs> it doesn't like kill you immediately. It's like you can still run around, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Because like in Battlefield, like if a building even starts to fall, you yeah, die. you're just in this. Dead. If the building falls, you just keep playing. So like <laughs> the backdrop for it is you're in a simulation. So they're just like, yeah, just keep. Because so it's like, like the buildings falling on top of you, and you're like, ah, yeah. like just shooting your gun. <sighs> a Tom Cruise run. It's it's a really fun experience. Um, yeah, man. I look forward to this when it comes out. Sweet. Um, I'll go next. Uh, Stephanie and I watched Loki episodes four and five the last two weeks. Was four the most violent episode ever? Uh, is that what people were saying? Is yeah. that what people were saying? Yeah. Of Loki or in anything ever? Loki. I lostly can't remember. Well, they were saying it's one of the most violent things in the MCU, I guess. I don't know. What, ha- what happened in episode four? Well, that's a pretty good indicator of how good the show is if you can't even the remember show's the show. The show's not great. Yeah. Um, it, it does not... It's doing a bit to try and evolve and tell a new story, um, but you lose all of the fun chemistry that you had in season one so all of that charm is gone and now it's just confusing dialogue about time and space travel and yeah um i'll watch the finale do they use the word quantum none i don't think they've ever used quantum listen it's a booyah then (laughs) (laughs) i don't quote me on that they may have used quantum but uh, i'll allow one they, it is a cool word. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just feel like they had a... Again, they had something that worked in season one, and not that, again, not that I ever want a copy-paste, right? But rather than build on those strengths, they've completely abandoned them um, in an attempt to just tie it into the bigger story. Once again, the greater the greater narrative 
is mm-hmm. at service here versus just a good story. Can't do quality without serving everything else. So, um, the new season of Apex Legends dropped. I'm enjoying that. The uh, the new hero is pretty fun. Um, she's very aggressive. She's a bit of you'll understand this. She's like Watson, but she's a much more aggressive Watson. I like it. Um, he she can heal heal shields from like teammate shields, mm-hmm. uh, or boost them, and then she lays down like a uh, electric zone that slows and damages people enemies in inside it um so yeah that's feeling pretty good that game has been well balanced for a while uh the other thing i did this week was i subscribed to dropout which who did this to you who talked you into this i talked to i talked myself into it okay wait subscribe to what dropout jordan mar is like all about dropout, man. <laughs> I've never even heard. So of it. College Humor, yeah, started their own little subscription service called Dropout, and now the company is completely rebranded just to Dropout. It's no longer College Humor. Um, I'm just having a lot of fun with it, honestly. I I I scroll across their stuff on uh, the internet enough that the algorithms know that I like mm-hmm. it, and I was just like, you know. I've enjoyed the bits that they put out on YouTube. I, I enjoy seeing the little individuals, you know, bits of sketches from um, on social media. But I'll, I'll at least sub for like a month and see what, you know, what all they have to offer. Um, I'm really intrigued in getting into their like Dimension 20 D&D stuff. Fantasy um, high, dude. It's yeah. Good. And right now I'm, I'm running through, they have a series called Game Changer. Every episode is different. It's a different kind of game. Um, and this just—they recently did a like a take on Survivor that was really very good. Really fun to watch. But, Didn't they do the one where like you're in a president's cabinet and they like provide a scenario and every cabinet has to come up with a solution? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, I hope dude, so. Jordan was kind of telling me about it. He said it's hilarious. That sounds awesome. But there is a decent amount of content. Um, I don't know how frequently it gets updated. Uh, but I like those people a lot, and so for six bucks a month, it was yeah. a pretty easy, like, oh, yeah, like, for now, I'll keep, I don't know if I'll keep it long-term, but yeah. I'm, nice. enjoy- I'm enjoying it a lot. So, nice. Luke, was there anything else you did this week that you hadn't mentioned already? I did play Destiny this week, actually. <laughs> All right. Talking about Destiny reminded me <clears throat> that I did play Destiny. I had to... Get in there and do a little bit of Festival of the Lost mm. to get the, uh, the armor. all black shader uh, ornamento, nice. I guess. Nice. I can only hold one at a time, so I got it and I got off. Yeah. <laughs> I know Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake, Alan Wake and yeah, Sweet Planet Earth and Invincible. There's just other stuff, man. All right. Nice, nice. Well, that's our show. Come back next week. Some of us will at least have seen. And we'll be reviewing the Marvels. I don't know if all of us will, but at least some of us will. So uh, we'll give you uh, our take on what's next with the MCU. Uh, as well as, you know, Luke will give you an update on Planet Earth and Baldur's Gate. And all I'll play down. Maybe Wake. not Baldur's Gate because I'll probably be playing Alan Wake too. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my impressions on Alan Wake. So, But uh, thank you all for tuning in live, uh, chatting with us tonight. Uh, thanks for listening or watching on YouTube or via the podcast. Um, 
we had a lot to go through this week. It was kind of a two-week catch-up. So yep. appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Goodbye.